Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. Good morning. This is Pastor Julie Lewis, and we are finishing our Crazy Stories in the Bible series with a humorous little story from the book of Acts found in 20, starting in verse 7 and going through verse 12. Now, on the first day of the week, when we met to break bread, Paul was holding a discussion with them. Since he intended to leave the next day, he continued speaking until midnight. There were many lamps in the room upstairs where we were meeting. A young man named Eutychus, who was sitting in the window, began to sink off into a deep sleep while Paul talked still longer. Overcome by sleep, he fell to the ground three floors below and was picked up dead. But Paul went down and bending over him, took him in his arms and said, Do not be alarmed, for his life is in him. Then Paul went upstairs, and after he had broken bread and eaten, he continued to converse with them until dawn. Then he left. Meanwhile, they had taken the boy away and were not a little comforted. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, the first two crazy Bible stories came from the Old Testament, so I chose one from the New Testament on purpose. So tell the truth. Have you ever fallen asleep in church? I'll bet that most of us have at some time in our lives if we've been regular attenders over the years. When I was at my first church, there was a man named Lawrence who was a prominent member of the church. We got along pretty well. In fact, he took me on my first ride in a combine so I could see how corn was harvested. Well, Lawrence liked to sit near the back pew, but it wasn't a big sanctuary like this one, so he wasn't too far away from the pulpit, maybe 10 rows back. One Sunday as I was preaching, I looked back and there was Lawrence, fast asleep with his head bobbing, perilously close to banging it on the pew. I finished preaching and then grabbed a couple of hymnals close by, let everyone know to be quiet, and then proceeded to slam them on a piece of the floor that wasn't carpeted. <laughs> Lawrence startled awake. Everyone was chuckling a bit, but I went on with the next hymn like nothing had ever happened. <laughs> We laughed about that one a lot later. I knew he was a chicken farmer, and to be a good farmer, you have to be ready at all hours of the day and night, and those chicken houses are equipped with all sorts of alarms, and they go off if it's too hot, too cold, not enough water, not enough food, something isn't working right or working at all. When the alarm goes off, you have to get up and take care of it right away so the chickens don't die. You can lose a lot of profit ignoring one single alarm. I knew he had been up during the night fixing problems and was just plain tired. Not that my sermon had put him to sleep, as some of you might have thought. Some of you end up coming to church all tired out and weary, too, because maybe the baby kept you up or someone in your family was sick. Maybe you work shift work and just got off an eight-hour shift. If any of that describes you and you still manage to be here, Praise God for your faithfulness, and no, I won't slam a book on the floor to wake you up if you're not off. Just don't snore. Then we might have to use extreme measures, because as our story in Acts reminds us, falling asleep in church can be deadly. Now, this is a humorous little story that Luke has shared with us. This young 20-something has come to church, 
sat in a window, and Paul's preaching has put him to sleep. To be fair, he had been preaching for hours, so I don't want any complaints about the length of my sermons. Eutychus falls out of the window and dies from injuries sustained in a fall from three stories up. Paul runs down, picks him up, Eutychus comes back to life, and all is right with the world. But of all the stories Luke could have recorded, why this story? Is it just a bit of like comic relief in the middle of the book of Acts, or is there something else we are supposed to glean from this young man's life and death, or rather life and death than life experience? Why is this crazy story in the Bible? Well, one thing we know about the Bible is that there are different levels of understanding for each passage. On the, what's on the surface is the actual story, but what's underneath is a world of metaphors and hidden meanings that need to be explored. Do we care if people fall asleep in church? Well, I think we should because we miss something if we go to sleep. And that something could possibly mean life or death. This story tells us the virtues of being awake and alert with the possible consequences of falling asleep, especially in regards to our relationship with Jesus Christ. So for those who might be, might not be familiar with Paul, before our story, he was a Pharisee in Jerusalem who thought people who said Jesus was the Messiah were blasphemers. And since blasphemy under Jewish law meant execution, he felt it was his duty to bring all Christians to Jerusalem to be tried and stoned if necessary. He stood by and condoned the stoning of Stephen. And as he was traveling to other towns to arrest other believers, he has a vision of Jesus which totally turns his life around. He then knows that Jesus is the true Messiah, but he is also given a mission by God to bring the good news to the Gentiles or non-Jewish folk. The book of Acts chronicles his conversion story and then his journeys and exploits as he goes around Asia and the Middle East starting churches and spreading the gospel. And as we come to meet him in our story today, he has been sidetracked on his way to Jerusalem, where he had wanted to celebrate the Passover. but And he had been in Ephesus, Ephesus with the plan to go through Syria on the way to Jerusalem. But they discovered a plot to kill him, and so plans were changed, and he went to Philippi and celebrated the Passover there. Then went on to Troas with the intention of sailing from there to Jerusalem. He didn't get to be in Jerusalem for Passover, so he wanted to be there for Pentecost. So here he is in Troas just before he plans to get on the boat for Jerusalem the next day. And Paul is a teacher. His letters that are now books of our Bible clearly show that God gave him the gift of wisdom and understanding regarding what the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus meant for us. He is always seeking to help those around him and even those he never meets, like the Romans, to have a clear understanding of the gospel message of salvation through faith in Christ. This night, knowing he will leave in the morning, he gives them all he has to make sure there's no doubt in their minds, no confusion about their faith and their new life in Christ, so that they will have that blessed salvation that faith in Christ offers us. And that's why he talks all night. For him, it is his last chance to share the good news. And like a good tent revival preacher, he doesn't let up. So what's up with the part about Eutychus? Why make a fuss about him falling asleep? Well, 
maybe, because there's an actual miracle here, that could be it. I mean, there are only two people in the New Testament other than Jesus that perform the miracle of someone raising of raising someone from the dead. Peter, when he raises Tabitha in Acts 9, and Paul in this story. It's kind of like they're proving what Jesus says in John 14, 12. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these. Luke is revealing their faithful continuity with the work of Jesus, showing their deep faith gives them Christ's power even over death. But is that the only thing Luke is using this story to teach us? Well, honestly, when you read it, this act of bringing Eutychus back to life really seems like a side note to the story. I mean, Paul just goes back to preaching as if nothing really big had happened and the people just seem to hang out and wait till morning and then take Eutychus home. So if it's not really about this major miracle, then what? Why the funny, not funny story about this young man falling asleep in circumstances where many of us might do the same? Maybe what Luke is trying to teach us are the consequences of falling asleep. And it's not just about falling out of a window. See, looking at the types of sleep we read about in the Bible, there is more than one kind. And number one is the physiological sleep, like what happens when you close your eyes at night and you wake up in the morning. But two, physical death is also called sleep. As in John 11, when Jesus tells the disciples that Lazarus has fallen asleep and he was going to awaken him, what he meant was that he had died and he was going to raise him back to life. Three, sleep is also used as a metaphor for unresponsible human behavior, for turning off our brain and putting it to sleep, so to speak, and failing to live or act with wisdom. So we see Jesus use that third version of a metaphor a lot in his parables. Take the parable of the 10 bridesmaids in Matthew 25, for instance. Jesus tells us they fell asleep at night waiting for the groom to arrive. And five of them are prepared and miss the big event, the wedding, which is a metaphor for entering the kingdom of heaven because they weren't awake and alert. And this last definition of sleep is what I believe Luke is trying to highlight with this story and why he included it out of all the stories he could have chosen. Jesus uses the words, stay awake and alert, many times to mean being attentive to what God is doing in the world or how the kingdom of God is breaking through into this world. In Matthew 24, he tells his disciples that we do not know the day or the hour that the kingdom of God will come to earth. And like the owner of a house, if we are awake and alert, especially at night, we won't let our house be broken into. Stay awake and alert, therefore, he says, and be ready for the kingdom of God to come. Don't miss it because you're asleep. Peter, James, and John are with Jesus at the Mount of Transfiguration where Jesus meets with Moses and Elijah and is transformed before their eyes. And Luke tells us, now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep. But since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. So Luke is telling us the importance of staying awake, of fighting sleep. 
What would they have missed if they had let sleep overtake them? Over and over, Jesus admonishes his disciples to stay awake and alert of not falling asleep. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he asks them three times to stay awake and pray with him. Yet each time he finds them sleeping. He needed them in this moment of decision, and they missed their opportunity to be a witness, to be fully present in this pivotal moment in our salvation history. Weighed down with sleep. It seems to be a recurring theme in Luke's descriptions of the disciples. But what exactly weighs them down? Well, we know it's not real sleepiness here, just a metaphor. But for what? Well, it could be many things, really. Inattentiveness or just not paying attention to what's right in front of us. I think about driving down a road many times and not paying attention to what I'm passing because I'm so fixated on the road or my own thoughts. And then when I'm trying to find something specific, like a business, I'm surprised to see that I have passed it many times and just never paid attention to the fact that that's where it was. I didn't really pay attention. So many people in Luke's world and throughout history have not paid one iota of attention to what God is doing and has done through Jesus. They might have heard the name Jesus, but really have no clue about who he is or what he has done for us. Some pe sometimes people have grown up in church only to find out later what the good news is really about and have been totally surprised. I never realized that Jesus did that for me. But yet, they were here all the time. And then there's apathy or a lack of concern for what Jesus means. For our lives. So I can live my life just fine without faith. I don't need Jesus, and I don't really care about God at all. Luke tells us that this kind of sleep is deadly, deadly. Falling asleep, apathy, toward, apathy of the heart towards Jesus means that we fail to receive salvation, which gives us death instead of life. Now, there are other metaphors in this story. Paul is preaching at night, and Luke is using that as a metaphor for a world full of darkness. Paul is preaching life in a world full of sin and evil. Unlike the owner of, the, unlike the owner of that house waiting to be broken into, darkness is all around, and it could break in at any time. Present with Paul that night are many other believers. And even though it seems on the surface that Luke is referring to actual lamps in the room, when he says there were many lamps in that room, he is also using lamps as a metaphor for people of strong faith. See, Jesus did that too in Matthew 5 when he says, you are the light of the world. You wouldn't put a lamp under a basket, but you would put it on a hill for everyone to see. So let your good works shine. So in this room, everyone but Eutychus is awake and alert, shining with the light of faith. They see what God is doing all around them. They have full faith in what Christ has done for them. They shine in the darkness. But Eutychus falls asleep, failing to stay awake. See, he's seated in the window, which is the barrier between the darkness and the light. He's just at the edge. And because he falls asleep, 
He falls into that darkness, and it means his death. In this case, literally, but it also means spiritually. So what does that mean for us? Well, good question. It's a story meant to help us understand the importance of having faith and being attentive to what God is doing in the world and all around us. Take care to be awake and alert by nurturing our faith through reading our Bibles, joining in worship with other believers, seeing with clarity what evil and sin exist in our lives and in the world that need to be cut out or avoided. Being attentive, seeing the kingdom of God all around us and looking for the signs of Jesus working for our good and in the world, letting our lights shine by doing the works that God has called us to do. So don't let anything or anyone keep us from serving our community, from providing for the needs of others, for caring for and supporting each other in times of need. We cannot afford to fall asleep. We can miss so much, miss what God is doing, miss the kingdom of God coming, and miss the opportunity to be his hands and feet in the world, to let our lights shine. See, our primary purpose is to love God and love one another. And we miss out so much, we miss out on so much love in our lives when we let apathy and inattentiveness lull us to sleep. And falling asleep can also mean we miss out on our own salvation. We miss having faith in Christ because we think we've got more time or we don't really need it. But that is the deadliest sleep of all. In our story, Eutychus is brought back to life by Paul. His life comes back to him. As believers, lights in the world showing the way to Christ, our attentiveness to what our God is doing in the world and our faithfulness to bring the good news of Christ to those we encounter can save lives. Someone who has fallen asleep and is falling into the darkness of the world to their death can be saved if we are willing to shine our light, to share that good news and be the light of Christ's love in their lives. I mean, if someone turns the light on in my bedroom at night, it wakes me up. Can we shine our lights into the darkness of someone's bedroom and wake them up too? If we truly love our neighbors and our enemies and those around us as Christ commands, those acts of kindness and love can shine a light into the darkest soul and bring them to faith in Christ. And just like the father of the prodigal son, we can rejoice over one lost soul that is found. He was dead but is alive again. Or the 99 sheep rejoicing with the angels in heaven that what was lost is now found. So wake up. Don't let the world and its burdens put you to sleep. Remain vigilant in your faith and share the good news and how you live and love. And like Paul, you too can save a life. Greater works than I have done, Jesus says, you will do also. And don't fall asleep in church. It could be deadly. And you don't want to miss a single thing that Christ will do. Amen.